if the vehicle is lightly soiled where it's not got you know loads of mud on the side you have to take a bit of time to get out and the interior isn't too bad it's not got sweets shoved in all the corners and crevices and things stuck to carpets you know where you don't need to get sort of do that and it's it's i would say four hours if it's a four-door saloon you call them sedans in the u.s Yo, what is up, guys? My name is Dustin. I'm the host of the Detail Spot podcast. And in this episode, we have been with Devil is in the Detail GBR. Um, a lot of times we have, you know, um, professionals and industry leaders on the podcast going over the business side of detailing. Uh, but this time we have Ben, which is a detailing enthusiast, and he's going to go over things that he likes about detailing um, and some products that he likes to use when he's detailing either his vehicle, his friends, or his family's vehicle. Um, so it was kind of nice just hanging out and talking about more of the enthusiast side of things in this episode. So I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did. Um, so my name is Ben, and I'm, I am Devil is in the detail. Um, it took me a long time to come up with the name and the, the logo. I had like a few phrases on the, like a, a board. I did a picture board um and a, me and me and a friend from work actually so i've got these phrases and pictures and you know we, so we just he works in sales so he's a bit creative and i'm working accounting so not creative with that with in that way <laughs> um so yeah I was, oh, and i just sort of had this like phrase stuck in my head and i was like no i'm just gonna have that so that's that's what i went for and um, i was very fortunate that one of the marketing guys he's a really good designer and so I gave him my picture board with loads of things and said, this is what I want, really. And he came back with my logo. He drew it by freehand on his computer. So then I had the logo, I had the name. So then I changed all my Instagram and could, could just get everything rolling on that side, which was great. Made my made a personal account so I can have all my like, family stuff and that and then. And just my, you know, my detailing thing is just pure cars and car craziness, really. Um... I've always liked cars and ever since I've had my first car, I've always tried to keep it clean. But if I look back now, that type of clean, I always gave it a good Hoover, but I would just pretty much put it through a car wash and things because you just didn't know any better. Um, I think I've caught the detailing bug of some sort, probably must be seven or eight years ago now. You just have a few products. It's all it takes. You just have a few products and you think, oh, I just need one more to do this. And I just need one more to do that. And then you watch a few videos on YouTube. You know, oh, that's a good idea. I'd never, you know, I didn't know you had to do it that way. Or, and there's never always a right and wrong way, but a better way maybe than you were doing before because you didn't have that piece of knowledge. Like with anything, you get a bit of knowledge and you go, ah, that makes more sense. That's why that would never be that as good as that. Um, so yeah, just kept on evolving and, and spiraling. And then you start, catching people on YouTube, like Larry from Ammo, you know, and obviously you get suggested videos for other people. Um, and then that's it then. You just, you go full on in. And with not doing sport and things like that, stop, stop, stop doing all of that, uh, team activities and stuff, so I had more free time. So then I was basically every weekend or something out when the weather's nice, was cleaning my car. Then the garage gets more full with more detailing products and yeah it just becomes a bug then you just get more into it you talk to people in the community you know it becomes like a big friendship circle really and slowly but surely over the eight years i i am where i am got half a garage full of detailing products (laughs) (laughs) no that's cool buckets and all sorts you know it's it's like a very um this industry is so cool to me too because like that's how i started and it's like you get so addicted to um products at first and like equipment and you start stacking these things up and then you're almost like collecting them and you're like on youtube you're watching these people who inspire you and you're like man i can't wait to get home and try what he did you know and like i can't wait to get home and open that box of chemicals and like it's such an addicting feeling and it's like Christmas every day kind of like in this space. And I do really like this industry for that. Cause it's like, 
things are cool. Products have a cool factor. They smell good. Sometimes they, they work good, you know, some work better than others, but it's like, they all have that flavor to them. And, um, I, I just like that about this space and that's kind of why I've been in it as well. And it's like, you know, it's just never ending. You can always be learning something. And, um, like there's so many people to be inspired by in this industry on YouTube. Like you were talking, uh, ammo NYC, like that dude is like a goat in this space and it's, you know, um, and just watching him and you're like, dude, the stuff that he gets to work on, you know, and it's like, you, you're so intrigued by it. Um, so like, what are some people like that you, besides like, um, ammo NYC, what are some people? Yeah. That like so pan, Pan's a big influence on me. Um, I was very fortunate enough to be able to have him on my channel. Um, he just knows so much techniques. He knows how the products really work, what to look for in a product, what makes a, a good product. Um, you know, technique wise, he's, he's got loads of tips and every day's a school day when you're watching one of one of his videos. Um, okay. So they're obviously the, the bigger hitters. Um, and then I've got, there's people in the UK that, that I follow that are part of like my UK community. Um, and again, they're just weekend, a lot of them just weekend warriors, but they've been doing it for a long time and they review products, but they also do give you tips and things. And they, but what's good is when you have product reviewers, they tell you if the product's good or not. And cause you sort of, you know, you do speak to them on social medias and things. So you kind of get to know them. You kind of, you, you can take what most of they say as, as like not gospel, but you go, okay, well, if they're saying it's not that great for these reasons, then I'll just avoid it. And I'll go with something that they've said is good. If you're looking for say a new wheel cleaner or something, whatever. Um, or where the minute the people are testing out the new soft 99 glass coating. So then, you know, they're going to tell you if it's any good before I rush out and buy it and go, oh, actually, it didn't really work for me. Or maybe I applied it wrong. You can see how they've done it. They tell you how to apply it. So it kind of like a nice tutorial as well. And that's one of the, that's one of the things I love about this community industry. That with new products come out, you've got lots of reviewers now and you can see how they are applying it, how they are, you know, using it. So then you get to see before you try and do it and read the instructions because sometimes the instructions aren't always crystal clear on a, on a, on a specific product, like say a glass coating, that type of thing. Sometimes it can be, it's a tricky thing. If, if you get it wrong with the preparation, then the application isn't, isn't always right. But the shampoo is just, you put the shampoo in the bucket, that's it. It's easy peasy. But with some of the technical products, it's, it's nice to have that tutorial video. Yeah, very true. And like now you have like, um, and how long have you been detailing like as a whole doing this? Um, I would say probably. Yeah, I would say four, four years where I am now, I would say four years and it's probably got, I've got more into it in the last two, like more in, yeah. Okay. So you're like so, at the brink of like, um, you know, like waxes and sealants. So like yeah. those were the buzzwords. Those were the hot things on the market for a minute. Now you have coatings and you're kind of at the brink of coatings like that. The past. Yeah. So things like waxes, I think feel like nowadays, if you wax your car, it's, it's like getting a haircut. It's like a special thing just because it takes a long time to wax your car. Probably takes on an average size car, say a, a four door um, saloon. You know, you're probably talking at almost an hour, so it's a long process. As well, if you've got a sealant that you a spray sealant that you can put through a foam cannon, that's a twenty minute job tops. You you know, it doesn't take long at all, and it can go on you know glass, plastic as well as paint and wheels. So it's one of those things like a maintenance thing you can just use all the time. And then in the summer, when the summer comes and you've got the wet, you know, that perfect sort of conditions, you, you, you go old school and give it a, give it a wax. Okay. If you've got an indoor space, a double garage, that type of thing where you can, you can wax till the cows come home, then, then great. But for a lot of us that just have to do it on our driveway, it's the time as well. But yeah, I do like waxing my car because it does make it, even if it only lasts for a few weeks, it does make it pop better and has a higher, has a higher gloss, I think, especially mm -hmm. the nice carnauba waxes. 
Um, they like using the Meguiar's Gold Class one. That's nice. That it's got a nice feel to it. It's like almost like a buttery type feel. Goes on really easy, comes off really easy, gives that nice shine. But it's it just takes time. Doesn't give you the that longevity because they're not really designed to do that. They're more of like a I suppose if you do it every week, you, you would you want to burn through the product? But it's more like I'm going to wax it because I want to, I want it to look good. I'm going out in it and you'll make it look the best you can. Because we're during like the you know winter months, shall we say, spray sealant is the best thing to use really for convenience. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know waxes is like whenever I first started doing this as well. It was like you know I was into like the lower cars and like the uh you know go to these car meets and every night like every weekend I would put wax on it and that that was fun to me just because it has that fun appeal to it yeah on the professional side of things like wax is kind of now obs like it's kind of obsolete Absolute, yeah it's yeah. more for people like me the weekend warrior the enthusiast it's and it's I've got fun friends that, it's fun I totally agree and I've got I've got some friends that love that love a good wax and they've got cupboards full of them um but some of my friends that are that are detailers professionally they just go no just do coatings that's it they mm -hmm. do they do waxes waste of time for me no, no money in it it's too too time consuming but you know like i say in the summer i do like to treat treat her shall we say and give her a nice nice wax yeah because like if you uh, the thing with like doing it as a hobby and doing it as like a weekend warrior you're doing it for the pure passion of it and like yeah, when you throw the vehicle you're like now i don't have anything to do because it's it's already protected i, I can't yeah. put wax on top of it you know and and you probably like doing it every week so it's like if you coat it it kind of you know doesn't serve your purpose no i'm i'd be happy to have my wheels ceramic coated just because it protects them more they've recently been refurbished they're black glass so it would just make things a lot easier but for the paint it's one of those things like if i have it done then it's low maintenance but then it takes the fun out of cleaning my car because i like to clean my car but no it's always i suppose it goes back to when i was younger could never really afford to get new things so never had like a flashy new new car so every time i had a car that was it was nice condition don't get me wrong but it was never like 20 grand 30 grand 40 grand car um i just like to keep it in good condition that's how and that's how i was taught from a very just being a child look after the things you've got keep them well maintained even if it was your bike you know i was always cleaning my push bike you know oiling it up keeping it maintained so when i got my first few cars i was always hoovering them giving them a clean okay not clean now looking back but you but to me i was like oh it's clean i've kept i've hoovered it like every week just and that's how i've always carried that through so now i've got this like experience of of detailing and it's like i just want to keep my car clean because one of the things when you clean your car you'll notice things as well when you do it yourself oh there's like a little bit of it's a bit of paint missing on it. i've got a stone chip okay well i'll just touch that up with a, with a pen because i don't want it to rust so just you, you just spot little things like that, and you might spot an oil leak. You might spot other things. You go, okay, I need to take it down to my local mechanics, and you get to know your car. Yeah, and it's like when you um, when you're doing that, and you're constantly cleaning your vehicle, and you want that tidy space. Like that's a good thing to do anyway, just because yeah. I feel like whenever I get into my vehicle and it's clean and it's like everything nice. is there, yeah, it just makes me feel more productive. Like my mind thinks better. But also, it's been scientifically proven a clean car does drive faster. <laughs> it does. Okay. True, it true. Does. Aerodynamics. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just everyone, everyone always says, like, you know, when your car's clean inside and out, it kind of feels a bit faster. Yeah. Like you just enjoy it. There's nothing. I feel like there's nothing better than on a nice, dry, sunny day. It doesn't have to be super hot, but just a nice, dry, sunny day. Your car is fresh, is fresh as you can get it. And you go for a drive. Mm -hmm. yeah most definitely i don't do park, that as yeah you park it up somewhere you have a coffee whatever you look at it and you're like that looks clean it looks nice in the sun <laughs> yeah it's just a nice feeling i need to get another toy man like i haven't had like a, a car i have a van that's got wheels on it. it's got my logos and stuff on it but like i haven't had like a toy a car that like i just truly took immense pride in and probably like a few years i need to get another one just so that i can like have something to tinker with in the garage and like you know bring back that joy of you know cleaning my own vehicle again yeah i think 
I think we're quite lucky because we've got we have a family car which is like a SUV. Um, it's a nice, comfy car. Comfy car. It's nice to drive. Um, it's not sporty or you know it's not the best looking, shall we say? <laughs> and then I've got my BMW One Series, which is basically just a driver's car. I wouldn't want to. I don't like being a not that I'm really a passenger in it. It's just a really nice car to drive. It's low to the ground. It hugs the like country roads, A roads, you know, all the corners and everything. It's re- you know, it's it, it is quick, but it's not overly quick that you're going to scare yourself and probably kill yourself. Um, and since I've had it, I've done a few little things here and there just to sort of modernise it and bring bring it up to you know up to speed because it's a 2009. I can replace the front grills, got black gloss ones, and I've got the German colours on one side. Um, upgraded the the silver interior bits, like the plastic trim bits, to the M Sport version. Got a digital radio put in. Got a leather gear knob put in. The leather handbrake, and got the wheels done. That was a big thing. And then got a new exhaust fitted, so it does have a bit of pop and bang, but it's not like really bad. But yeah, it just sounds a bit. It's a two liter. It's not like a one point four or one point six. Two liter petrol. So it never sounded like it was a two liter. It always sounded like a 1.2. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it sounds better and it's got a carbon tip. So I think it just looks nice. And it's just, I just like to drive it. Yeah. I, I love BMW and I love like German engineering. I had a, an 89 um, 325i, the coupe. Nice. Yeah, dude. I loved it, man. And But I was in high school and like, I was wheeling and dealing with like lowered cars and stuff. And I actually came across where I got two cars for one car essentially. And, um, that was one of them. And dude, I just loved it. Like the smoothness, even for like an 89 BMW, you just can't beat like the throttle response and how they sound and feel. And just, it kind of gives you like a different feeling versus any other car. Um, yeah, I kind of wish I had that one back because I'm looking at the prices on marketplace now for those, and they're and they're nuts. <laughs> like it was probably like a it was back then that was like maybe a four thousand dollar car. Um, paint was nice. It had like racing seats in it. Um, it had a welded diff, so like it was kind of meant for drifting. Um, yeah, it was four thousand dollar car back then. Now I'm looking online, and you can't find them. And if you do, they're like fifteen to twenty, and I'm just like, dude, I wish I had that. <laughs> the one that got away. Yes, man. It really was. And like, I had a Volkswagen as well, the GTI. Um, Good car. And, yeah, dude. I loved it. It was the V6, the VR6 version and had an yeah. exhaust on it. And like the sound of it, you just can't like beat that. What year? At 2000. My friend had, um, had like a, had a VR6 that got the golf shape. Mm-hmm. There was two, there was two shapes. It was a 2.4 liter, 24 valve, quick as anything. Yeah. So quick. It had Recaro heated uh, racing seats mm-hmm. and so low to the ground. It had a scorpion, remember it had a scorpion exhaust. It was like a purple metallic. It looked beautiful. Yeah. It was a weapon, absolute weapon. So much fun to be in. They are, man. Yeah. I used to like back then it was high school, you know, so like everybody had civics and stuff and I was just like smoking them with this, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that one I, I messed up with that one though because like I was su- I was into as low as I could possibly get it. Like if I had a car, I wanted to try to dump it. The thing with German cars is they have aluminum oil pans. So like whereas Honda and and uh, American made vehicles they do steel. So like if you hit your yeah. oil pan, they would dent, but they wouldn't bust. So with that Volkswagen. Man, I, I bought a set of coolovers and uh, I went with the most aggressive wheel and tire I could possibly go with, and I just dumped it. And the the day I was I lowered it, I was going up the driveway. Like not two minutes after I lowered it, I hit a rock and it just poured oil out of the out of the oil pan. So, yeah. Now looking back, like the anxiety that lowered vehicles give you, it's not worth it. But back then it was no. fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was. It was. It was a trend, you know, but I wouldn't mind like lower, like you were saying, kind of like where it hugs the road, like maybe an inch or two, but like, um, just cause it still looks good. kind of gets rid of that. Yeah. Gap. You want to, yeah. You want to do it where you've got a, like a not gap. I don't like it when cars are lowered and driven, not just for show where they mm-hmm. put them to the floor, but then when they drive them off, they bring them up. Mm-hmm. But 
like on my BMW, I would, I would potentially go for, say, 18s. I've got 17 inch on there at the minute. I'd go for 18s, but and then maybe lower it a few mil, but not a lot, but just on better suspension, so it's like just a better ride. But at the minute, it's it is perfect. It's comfortable. Like I said, it hugs the road. You can mm. point point and shoot. You know, it will it will sort itself out. Yeah, but have, to have the real world drive on it, it's just nice. I love it, dude. Yeah, that's that can't beat them, man. Like I I think I would like to get another BMW or Volkswagen again one day because it's like kind of gives you a different feeling. Um, yeah, the new one series now they're front wheel drive. They're like a Ford Focus. Okay. Um, unless you go for the, I think it's the M Sport or the one. Like the M2. I think it's the 140i is four-wheel drive now. Oh, wow. So that's what they do on the one series on their entry model. But on the, I think on the two series and up, that's still rear wheel. That's all mm. rear wheel drive. Yeah. M2. M2 is a weapon. Yeah, dude. They're sick. <laughs> you like them? Yeah, my friend, uh, Rolini, give him a shout out. He's, um, he's got a Sunset Orange M2. Ooh. Looks mint. Yeah, we had a, I, I, one of our neighbors before we moved, he had a white one and uh, it had like exhaust on it and like had some work done to it. And like every time you take off, dude, just the sound of those with exhaust and work done to them, it's like, oh my gosh, man. They do sound, they, it sounds like it should sound. Yeah, I know. It's like a small car. You're like, okay, it, I guess it's what, an inline six or, or maybe they're four cylinders, but turboed. Hmm. I think they're an inline six, maybe turboed. Probably, yeah, I would, I would have thought so yeah and it just sounds it sounds gnarly like it has a it kind of sounds like like a muscle car almost like with turbos <laughs> and you know it's not the, like and you know it's going to drive well because it's german engineered oh yes dude like yeah, yeah exactly it's going to have that same feel but just be nasty as hell it's not like um i won't say because i don't want to get any haters but some other american cars that are built that all you see <laughs> it might just be the driver but you see a lot on youtube and tiktok where people uh driving these cars fast down the street and then just oh the, must, the mustang drifts yeah <laughs> i don't know is it like is it is it is it is it as bad as you see it on social media where generally people just drive them and they can't drive straight and they just crash them and the front end just hanging off yeah the thing about it here in america is, is mustangs are mass produced so like they are a very common car right so okay. like and so because of that, how common they are, you got some people who just can't drive in general yeah. and then they smack curbs and then they get so, this okay, bad rip. I get it. Yeah. So over here, it looks like bad, but it's not as bad as it is in America. Yeah. Yeah. They get bad reps just because like you have, you have these different makes between like uh, Ford, Dodge and Chevrolet and all of them kind of hate each other. And like, you know, if you're a Ford guy, you hate Chevy. And if you're a Chevy guy, you hate Ford. So they just make these memes and it's like uh, Mustang owners don't know how to drive, but really it was just one dude that, or these dudes driving them didn't know how to drive. Cause I think like the new Mustangs, they have independent rear suspension now and like used to Mustangs didn't. And um, so they're actually pretty decent at handling now. It's just those people were just didn't know how to handle it pretty much. Wasn't it, wasn't it used to be commonplace that American cars could drive straight in a fast line, but they just couldn't corner. <laughs> that was their thing, wasn't it? They weren't very good at cornering like the, as they would call it, the exotic European cars that can like mm -hmm. Ferrari type, you know, those types of cars, which obviously can corner as well as straight line speed. America's like, nope, speed, power. <laughs> yeah, it's like drag racing here is big, whereas yeah. like uh, Europe is big on like autocross. And um, like it's kind of here, like you still have autocross events, but like drag racing is like the main, like if you have a car and you want to see how fast it goes, like if you want to test each each person, you want to test that person's car, you're like, I don't yeah. like that dude, I'm going to race him. It would normally be like a drag strip. In diesel style yeah <laughs> my life about a quarter of a mile at a time yeah <laughs> okay so uh ben you have a channel and you actually do product reviews on it as well like what are some things you have planned going forward for your channel um so just finished my mini series and i did that because of covid you couldn't obviously really go and meet meet people and i thought i really just want to get people like kind of like what we're doing now mm -hmm. um so i managed to to do that with um five different people six five or six i can't remember now um so that was really good fun because i got to meet some people that i've always wanted to meet as i said pan was on there he was the first one kicked it off um chris from nifty auto and 
it was just great meet, meeting all the people, you know, talking about what they do, what they like, and just having a nice chat. Because obviously, like I said, you couldn't really go and talk to people. But also with the idea of it was that I can do talk to people that I can't easily go and see because it's on video and everyone's used to video calls now. So it's not like an alien thing you're trying to explain to someone because they're just used to doing it themselves. So that was really good fun. And I really like doing tutorial videos as well, as well as like how to's as well as like, oh, they, these are the products I'm currently using. So I've recently done some filming for uh, Deep Clean on My Wheels, um, where I use soft 99 Fuso wax. Um, so I'm going to try and get that out as quick as I can. That's my, my latest one. Um, I want to do this year a really sort of in-depth interior video. We've been wanting to do one for a long time, just showing like different ways of, for argument's sake, cleaning your car mats, um, depending on what you've got available and weather conditions. And if when certain things, like if you, if you need to use the car straight away, obviously you're not going to make everything wet. If you don't need to use the car for a couple of days, then you, you can have more water introduced to stay your car mats because you can really give them that deep clean because you mm. can pressure wash them and you do it on a sunny day where it's warm as well. They might dry out that day or the ne- you know by the next day. But if you need to use the car as, a, as because that's your only car you've got and you want your mats back in, then obviously that's not the thing for you. So I want to do like video like that in that sort of context of, you know, if you've got this time or this preference or this variable, then go for this. If you haven't, then do this and show multiple things. So I've always wanted to do a really in-depth interior. Okay. I want to do uh, glass ceramic. Um, I want to do that because I've got that that to use. Um, and then yeah, just some more sort of how how yeah, just general how-to videos really. I think try and I've decided I want to try and keep most of my videos to ten minutes or less. I feel like that's the for those sorts of tutorial type videos or product reviews, I feel like that's, that's the best thing with people's attention span and what people want to consume. And then try and do another series to a series two of when the devil met. Um, I've just got to put together a list of people and see if they want to actually do it. Take yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I want to do, do this year with my, with my channel and just, just grow it. I think for me as well, I'm not one of those people that, Oh, I need to get, you know, so many thousand subscribers and, and all this stuff. I want it has to make me money and things. I would love it if I had enough subscribers and it made money for me enough to, let's just say 50, 100 bucks a month type type scenario where I could go, okay, great. It's going to pay for my detailing products. So basically my detailing products are free and I'm just making videos and it keeps, mm-hmm. it keeps moving at that sort of pace. I'm not looking to do it full time. I don't have the time. I have a full time job. Um, and I put videos out and even if only one person watches it, I'm not bothered. I want to make the video. It's like for me, and that's how I, that's how I went into it. And um, I made a video about cleaning your windshield and it's now got 10,000, over 10,000 views. And I never thought i you know, still don't understand it, but I never thought I'd have a video with that, that many views. I know it's four years old, but it doesn't matter. I just didn't, I just never thought it would have that many views and, so it's quite amazing, really, that you know, someone would want to watch one of my videos. Yeah, it times it gives you like a like a gratifying feeling. Yeah. Like, I was happy cool. when I just had like twenty people watching the video. I was like, well, hopefully, they, and then especially when people comment and they say, "Oh, I didn't know about that. I'm going to try that." And you say, "Okay, well, let me know how you get on." You have that interaction, and that's one of the things I like. You put a video out. It's the same when I watch YouTube videos. I'll make a comment if I spot something or if I just generally say that was a great video, didn't know about that specific bit or, Oh, that's a good product. Then you might ask a few specific questions that they didn't answer. And that, that, that's one of the things I like about, you know, detailing community on YouTube is most people will get back to you. It obviously depends if you've got, if you're like someone like pan, you've got that many you know subscribers, it's, it's difficult, but, the smaller channels they'll t- they tend to get they get tend to get back to you because they haven't got that many subscribers and it's easy you know it's easier you've got less people to get back to so it's always it's always good and fun to just interact with you you interact with others but yeah i just want to grow the channel like i said yeah ideally i want to try and get it to, to pay me something just towards detailing products because detailing products aren't 
they're not cheap um but obviously if you buy a bottle of shampoo that shampoo has probably got what 20 washes in so per wash it's actually quite reasonable you've got a net you've got to lay out the initial cost haven't you if you need to get a wheel cleaner fallout remover shampoo snow foam apc and then you've got to get equipment as well wash mitts cloths pressure washer buckets grip guards then you want protection and protections of the most expensive thing. It's like um, that soft 99 Fuso wax. Those tubs are big. There's a lot of product in that tub and you don't need to use a lot of it. And it potentially lasts for 12 months. Well, that could be the last thing you ever need because you could probably get 20 years out of that. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever go through my tub. <laughs> that'll, be part, that'll be passed down to my to my eldest that will but, oh yeah just just use this son this is what i used in my day you know when you your old man goes oh yeah you just need tea cut there you go there's some tea cut and you're like well mm. paint's changed the family, loom, the family yeah. loom is going to be the the wax <laughs> yeah I want to take a moment really quick and tell you about the detail community. You know, us detailers, when we first start our business, we want two things generally. And the first one is we want to show our clients or our area how talented we really are. We want to show off our skill set at this trade. And number two, we want to create some wealth for ourselves. We want to create a version of financially free, you know, and that version can mean many different things for everybody. You know, maybe it's to buy your first house or maybe it's to buy a bigger house. Maybe it's to buy that dream car you've always wanted, or it could mean, you know, taking more vacations throughout the year, taking some time off throughout the year and be able to afford that. The detail community helps you level up your detailing business faster so that you can do these things, so that you can become whatever your version of financially free is. This gives you as the detailer all of the resources you need to level up your detailing business faster so that you can work less and make more. You will be able to utilize some of the systems and strategies that some of the biggest detailing companies in the world are utilizing in their business so that you can work with more desirable clients and work on more desirable vehicles. Another cool part is you have access to a community of other members that are already inside. So these are going to be other like-minded and ambitious detailers that you can come learn, connect, and level up with. Become a member today and get your first 30 days for only $1. So you can literally try this out for only $1. So this is what some of the members inside of the detail community are talking about, what they're saying about this. So we've got Evan. He says each lesson alone is worth $27. That's how valuable this content is. I sold my first few coding jobs recently. Clients were happy and actually made good money. This year is going to be big for my business. So an introduction here, what's up detail community? I am Tim with Sharper Image Detailing. Been detailing since 2013, but started the business in 2020 full time. I look forward to the progress of the community and learning as much as I can and also giving what I now know. We hired our first employee this year, which is super exciting, but I also, but also a lot of work to train on our process. I'm excited about this journey and getting to know other like-minded people. So Tim's super excited to be here and he has a lot to share and learn with people a part of the community. So Marvin here, he's a ceramic pro elite dealer in Nashville. If you are looking for the best kept secrets, then this is for you. The detail community is helpful for detailers at all levels. So on the share your wins section of the community forums inside of the detail community, this was one of the, um, one of the big wins someone shared with us. And it said, I watched a couple of the lessons and the way I look at things is different. Now I was doing things totally wrong. I am working on changing up my business. Now I have already decided I'm going to make my business model more high end. And I've already got one client on the schedule for ceramic coating service for $900. And I took a deposit. So look at it this way. You get your first 30 days for a dollar. And then after that, it's only $27 a month. They just booked a $900 service from one of the lessons that they learned inside. So their, their community um, membership is paid for for a long time. So one lesson got them a $900 um, appointment booked. So they implemented what was taught some of, from some of the resources that are inside of the detail community 
and they were able to book a $900 service. So it's huge. You make your money back on this like crazy. So 2022, here's another share your wins. 2022 is shaping up to be a big year for me. I'm on track to making close to six figures this year. If my projections are correct, I never anticipated this, especially only in my second year of operation and still not being 100% full time. That will be my conversation with my boss in the next couple of days. Uh, I landed three wholesale accounts in the last two weeks of all which have to Tons of work for me. It has me to a point to where I think I can be in my shop every day and still have plenty of work left over. I may be, I may even consider hiring a part-time employee. I'm excited. What is to come in 2022? So this is Ryan. He actually did quit his job and is now detailing full-time. So after only two years of being in business, he's on track to do six figures. So huge wins inside of the detail community. Here's, here's some more trying to get through the content, but there's so many golden nuggets, dude. I'm taking some notes. And then he also said, dude, that direct mail training is super clutch. Didn't even think about that idea. Pure gold, man. So people are loving what is included inside of the detail community. And you can have access to the to that as well. If you join today, you get your first 30 days for only $1. After that, you get a founding member rate of only $27 a month. And it's going to teach you how to really level up your business and have success like some of the other members inside of ad. So go ahead and join today. It's the detailcommunity.com forward slash join. If you are listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify, the link will be in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, the link will be in the, in the description. And I cannot wait to see you guys inside and just really get to connect with you guys and watch your businesses level up. So like what, um, say you are doing a vehicle, what you would consider like a full detail interior and exterior. Yeah. How long does it take you and what's your process? Uh, I would say if the vehicle is lightly soiled where it's not got, you know, loads of mud on the sides, you have to take a bit of time to get out and the interior isn't too bad. It's not got sweets shoved in all the corners and crevices and things stuck to carpets, you know, where you don't need to get sort of do that. And it's, it's, I would say four hours. If it's a four door saloon, do you call them okay. sedans in the U S is that mm -hmm. sedans? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like a, I don't know, four series BMW, that type of thing. That size, I would say like four hours to do it properly, maybe okay. five, but yeah. So my process for me, I always start with, I always start with the outside and then go and do the inside. Okay. Um, start with the, start with the wheels, arches, get, always get them done first. It still surprises me today that you see people and I don't say anything if someone's on their drive doing their, doing their thing and then they're enjoying it and they do the wheels last. You know that you don't want to come across as that person. Um, so, but yeah, I always start with the wheels first, and then once they're once they're being cleaned, obviously, then go. If I'm, sometimes you might do an engine detail, so then you you do that and leave it slightly open, and then finish, and then yeah, do the rest of the car. Start from the the top, work your way down, change your wash mitt on the lower block on the lower panels or. Um, and then, yeah, once you've washed the, washed the uh, car itself, go on and do the inside. Once, okay. the, once that car, whether you're putting, say, a spray sealant on through a foam can or something, do all of that, get the car completely washed to how you want it, how the, well, how the customer wants it and whatever they're, they're doing. Or if it's, I do the odd, I do do the odd um, paid car, but I haven't done for a while, but I have, but I have done quite a few before, before I stopped. Um, but I do like my father-in-law's cars as well as our two cars. And that takes up most of that. That's, and that sort of takes up my time. So I haven't gotten, you know, a huge amount of free time with the family. Um, but yeah, that's tends to be my process. Then I'll just do the inside. The inside I always do last. Thank you. And you guys have different products as well. Like some of the things that you'll say, like, and I see on your channel sometimes, Yeah, I think those are just UK based products, right? Versus okay. like, like what are some products that you like in you that you know are UK based that we may not have over here? What, brands or just the actual type of product? Brands. Um, yeah, there's gonna be probably quite quite a lot. So there's brand like at the minute, the brand brand I'm using um is Wolf Wolf Armor. 
Um, it's a really nice product. Um, and then there's uh, another company called Graphenic, which do this thing called NutraSmoke. Um, it's basically like, do you have Febreze in America? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, have you heard of the perfume company called Joe Malone? Mm-mm. Okay. So it's like a high end, they make perfume and candles and it's like very high end. It's not cheap. Um, it's basically like Febreze and Joe Malone had a love child and they created this fragrance that you spray into your upholstery in your car. So you wouldn't spray it onto your seats if you've got leather seats, but you spray it onto like your carpets and your, and your headlamp. Just a little, literally just a quick couple of squirts. Mm-hmm. And you can see it on my, on my channel. I did a short with it. Um, and it just lasts for like a week or two. But it's better than having like a magic tree or a gel or something in the car where it, after a while it just doesn't smell right or goes funny because it might have been overheated in the sun or whatever, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just clean. They do lovely different scents, and obviously they've got different scents to, for your personal preference. There's some that I do like, and some that I'm like, nah, I don't really like them. And there's some that are like super clean; they smell like after, like a nice aftershave. And yeah, I just I love using those. I don't think they have them in the US. I don't, they're just UK, um, and they're they're really nice products. Obviously, we have Maguire's, which you which you have. Um, I'm assuming we have lots of local brands. UK only that you would have US only brands. There's there's too many to mention. Um, but yeah, there's like at the minute, I think one of the big ones at the minute is like um garage therapy. I don't think they sell in the US. Um and then yeah, we get the bit uh obviously Autoglim does sell in the US. Um but yeah, that's like a big that's a big brand in the UK as long along with Maguire's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys have du- dual is it dual? Dual car care. I don't know. I'm not not heard mm. of this. Yeah, there's this one I, I just saw today actually um, for the first time, and I looked at it and I'm like, I've never heard of that, but it's a big one, I guess, in the UK. It's like a pink and blue logo. Oh. Um, but it's kind of cool. Guys, do you must have the same loan in the US? Do you have loads of like brands that are set up across the US that yes. only sell within the US? Some of them, um, a lot of actually detailing in general is, I would say, honestly, a lot of detailing comes from or is inspired by UK, actually, like detailing in the UK is very premium, like it's, uh, and you have that over here as well. But like, you take Ceramic Pro, for instance, Ceramic Pro was in not, it may have been UK, but it was Europe somewhere first, and then it came over here. And I think, um, car pro maybe as well car pro yeah yeah so like a lot of those big companies they actually started there and then came here so you got, uh, you got turtle wax that's a yeah we got, that over here. You got that over there. that's a big brand yeah turtle big wax mcguire's um, yeah those two mcguire's story is quite interesting i recently recently in the last year or two found out the story found out saw a thing on youtube and found out the story and i was like that's actually really interesting and i'm sort of thought oh, i wonder how many other brands sort of made made that transition from just being in the body shops or just for commercial and then someone was like well, why don't we just sell it to the to the you know as times mm-hmm. as times changed and things evolved and people started to want to do it themselves yeah and it's what because they- like like 3m would be the same way and it, you look yeah. at it the way i look at it was like you're right a lot of that did transition from body shops to detailing and a lot of them kind of left a lot of money, I think, on the table, not making that transition because body shops is professional only. Like you you can't mm. sell to consumers. No one's just doing no. body shop work for fun, you know, whereas detailing has a professional side and a hobby side and it, the market just gets bigger. And so taking someone like McGuire's going from body shop and saying, hey, there's a, there's a place in this market to where I think we can expand a little bit. That was huge for them. But then you take like companies like 3M is now they're detailing products, but it's not one that you would say, that's my go-to, you know, they kind of that left seems a lot. more like a professional type. Only. Yeah. 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 yeah like I like turtle wax. If you look at what they've done over the last couple of years, they yes. really reinvented themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, they've gone away from, I don't know whether they were, how sort of premium they were. Um, and I've only ever used a few of their, their products and i've got one of them the new uh black polishes the, the, the pro the hybrid, series the hybrid ceramic dude yeah in the gray box i've got that 
I want it from Pan. I've got that with the spray and some, uh, I think they're late, like late country type pads, but the honeycomb type comes with pads for the machine. Um, so I'm really, that's another video I need to put out this year because I need to get my, I'm going to get my car, both my cars are black. So I want to use that on both of them because my BMW paint is like um, solid black and the Peugeot paint is metallic, metallic. So when that gets polished up and it looks better, it will really sparkle. So I want to use that on both. Um, but yeah, they've had a massive revival with all their new, new, new products and the way they've changed all the labeling, the packaging, they've made it look so modern. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think over the last three, like three years, they've had a, or four years, I think it is, isn't it? They've had a massive revival with the new products coming out all the time now. And they seem to be really competing with those brands that have always kind of kept themselves in the top mm-hmm. you know, the consumer's mind. And Turtle Wax have maybe went down a little bit and now they've just really really shot up with some of the newer products they've got and everyone seems to be really enjoying them there's loads of reviews of their their new stuff yeah they um turtle wax you asked if they were kind of like a big one before this new jump and they were but it was based on like kind of like a consumer only it was too expensive to buy per bottle for professional right okay now they have those those pro series that you were talking about i haven't tried the hybrid ceramic yet but actually in my business um my guys have used the, I put it in rotation for like one step yeah. polishes and enhancement. They have a one step that has like a platelet um, technology in it to where like you, you, when you first start, it has like, um, I would say like kind of like a grittiness to it that refines as you, as you continue polishing. So it'll okay. kind of cut and then refine all in the same pad and all in the same uh, rotation. And it so works like short works. on time. It will give you some, yeah, get rid of a lot of defects, make it better and on, than it was. It won't correct it fully, but it'll give you a good starting. Exactly, point. exactly. Yeah, it actually like I would say, dude. Like we had, uh, we had a black GM paint, like a early two thousands, mid two thousands model. And if you yeah. know GM paint, GM paint is a nightmare. Like black GM vehicles is like hard or soft. Oh, they're so soft. And a lot of times if you use a polish that's too uh, gritty, it'll micromar. And so then you have to do two stages. And like, you know, we generally in my business, like we only try to target vehicles that we can just do a one step on. And that vehicle, we did a one step on and it actually corrected it up to like 95%. And it was butchered. That's pretty good. It is, dude. And like after that, I was like, hey, we're putting this into rotation and um, where are you going to use that product and on the professional side of it? So Turtle Wax is some good stuff now. Um, I do like their stuff. You used to be too expensive and it used to just be kind of like your normal AutoZone type of product. But now they've stepped up their game and I I would recommend them. Yeah, and their marketing has got much better. They're really on it with socials and pushing the product out to reviewers in the US and UK and um, they did that cool i thought was really what i thought was good was their like new commercial where they had genuinely just had people off of youtube and that was part yeah. of their commercial and it just shows you like oh these are just normal people that have used it in their experiences mm-hmm. and you know they're genuine rather than sometimes when you see a company do that you're like are these actors are they not it kind of like they've made it tried to make it look homemade but this is like genuine because you know the people because you recognize their faces and go yeah, I watched his video like a few weeks ago and he was doing this and showing you and you could see it. And, and it's, quite, it's quite, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we actually, the combo that you were talking about, those lake and country pads, well, we yeah. used the, I want to say it was like the orange or yellow one. And that's the combo we used, the foam. We've got the orange one, yeah. Mm-hmm, the orange one and that one-step platelet by Turtle Wax, uh, the Pro Series sod, um, the black bottle one's dude those like black paint no matter if it just needs something you know minor or major that would actually be my go-to for it's so such a like a wide a lot of times in like polishing and paint correction you have to uh you know this pad for this and then only this compound and then you need to use this polish and it's so complex but like now there's these products like that to where like hey that's good for all of it it makes it a bit easier yeah it does start off with that and if that doesn't work you you'll try something else but it is interesting, isn't it, when you look at the products available for uh, paint correction, why there is such a massive range of, of pads as well as um, polishes and compounds. You know, one's one, one bottle does everything, whether you have that diminishing thing where it's, like you said, it starts off like refining, mm-hmm. um, 
polishing and goes down to you know refining because it, it wears out through the use and you have the certain pads that go with it and there's different combinations with the repairs they've got their pads and polishes and cuts that go with the pads and it's because paint's different different cars different brands have different paints so not everything works not just a one-stop shop oh you only need this one polish you only need this one compound and this is it's a mind it can be a minefield to a new to someone who's new like can what be, do yeah. i go with where do i start overwhelming why doesn't this product work for me i saw it on on youtube it worked for them really easy i've tried done exactly the same same thing i've got you know cleaned everything how i should have done got it ready to put you know it can be an absolute minefield so it is sometimes nice if you've got these things where like you said there's like you go to one-stop shop type thing that like and it, it's you go okay well i'll try that first yeah okay that's given me some really good results it's not a hundred percent but I didn't, i'm not looking for a hundred percent yeah definitely like and that's the thing with detailing and, and paint correction and polishing it's like Dude, honestly, like you were saying, what you would consider clean when you first started, same thing with me. Like I only knew how to use a rotary. Um, whenever I was in high school, I worked for this guy on this. It was like, um, just kind of a small town detailer. And, um, I worked for him. I was like 16, 17 years old. It was my first job. And like, he used a rotary for everything, polishing, compounding, waxing, like, and honestly, looking back, I'm like, legends. yeah, it's like, I look back and I'm like, I was hologramming the shit out of some cars, you know, like, <laughs> and I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't know, like, I thought like, man, like I didn't know how to look at it with lights. Yeah. I didn't know what I was looking at. I just thought like, Oh, if I pass over it, it does look shinier. I'm good. You know? And like, as I, and I really didn't know what like a good job was until I owned my own business. And then like, you start to see things differently. Like whenever I, really just as an adult, like you, now you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Put a light on it. Now I can see it. Like, you know, things as time went on, I got so much more skilled and got way better. And it's like, okay, this car comes in. Maybe I need to try one thing on this and constantly take, it took me like three hours, four hours to figure out a pad and polish combo that would work on, you know, let's say a Mercedes paint. Mercedes is kind of hard. And, uh, you know, so it's like, yeah, you're trying to figure out same. It's yeah, exactly. And it's like, you're trying to figure out on BMW or Mercedes, how to cut through and get to it, you know? And it's like, well, the next one that comes in, I know exactly what to try because of already... once you've got a like, right. Okay. This works good for harder paint. So you mm -hmm. go, right. That's my harder paint stuff, right? This looks good for medium hard fit, you know, medium hardness. And then you've got soft paint. I'm going to use this for soft paint. Then you go, right, I'll start with those next time that type of car comes in. And, oh, yeah, it's working. Great. I can just carry on with this. This is what I'm going to use rather than going, ah, it's not quite working. I need to try and figure something else out. Yeah. And then and after you like build up that library of pad combos and, and yeah. polish combos, you just know instantly. And it kind of makes you like a veteran when, you know, things would come in. And I have I had guys that would be like that would that worked with me and they were like, you know, um, dude, this one's giving me some trouble. And like, they would never come to me unless they just really, you know, needed help and just could not figure it out. And like, and there are still cars that like I struggle with, like we had a Ford Raptor come in and I've done Ford Raptor paint, black paint. It's the same shade, everything, probably the same color code. And, um, you know, and, and I've, you know, performed a paint correction, no problem, figured it out quick, what worked, got the results I needed. And then there would be one that would come in and it would just be like, dude, I'm getting this hazing. I can't figure it out, you know? And then, you know, so you, you still have those circumstances because like come to find out that truck had a coating from the factory on it. So I was, you know, p polishing on top of a coating that I needed yeah. to be, you know, that he, he, that you really just don't know until you get on it and you find that circumstance as it comes. But like you were saying, like having a product that's like, just covers it all like that's so much better because now it's kind of like in our industry we kind of get it's so complex like there's 50 different colors of pads when realistically like that one's just slightly more firm you know like is it making that big of a difference yeah it's like 0 0.1 0 0.2 <laughs> like you know and it's sometimes for for the enthusiast as well it can be daunting and scary so it's it's handy for people like me and uh, you know we, that we go okay well we'll just stick to these and you look at say the, the Maguire system that's quite that's a that's quite good for i think the enthusiasts you've got three different types of pads 
compound polish wax mm -hmm. and you use their product, their compound, their polish, their wax. And then if you can find something that's maybe you want to use a different type of polish or compound, but it's more or less the same as theirs, you can still use their pads. Mm -hmm. So it's those things for like someone who's starting out and getting to understand it is a very good thing, very good starting point. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. That, rather than like you said, you go into a, I don't know, detailing shop and just like oh, I need some pads, and they go, yeah, sure. And he takes you and he shows you like, <laughs> like fifty different <laughs> types of pads, and you're like, well, I just want a pad. Yeah, which one? Like you know, and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it is handy, and some companies have made it very straightforward for for the for, the, for someone to start at least. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do like about like Meguiar's. That was the product that kind of whenever I first started really getting into professional side of it, like, you know, still was coming off a rotary that I, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing in that transition of like actually doing it right. Meguiar's made it so simple because they had like the M105, the M205, which you had, one was like a compound, the other one was a polish, and you had three bottles, and between those three, normally fixed it all, and they had three pads, and you know yeah. it made it so simple. It whereas, like, you take like Hex Logic, and and nothing against like chemical guys or nothing against their pads. Their pads actually do work pretty well, um, but they have fifty different colors, and it's like you have yellow, green, red, and all of or black, and then orange, and it's like these are just slightly more firm and they're doing the same thing, honestly. Like you, you could have condensed that. Yeah, and it can get, well, if you're a professional, you know exactly what you want for different types of vehicles, but for the, yeah. So it, it's good that there is different levels for different, for different people. Mm -hmm. So you just got to make sure that when you're starting off or getting into that bit, for me, I'm still, I've done a few, I've used the machine a few times. I have one, I've used it a few times on certain areas. I've not even done like a whole bonnet or anything. I've used it a bit and tried to practice with it and, things like that so for me i'm like level one mm -hmm. you know for professional detailer who does that as they just do it without even thinking they're like expert level i'm i'm down here <laughs> that's that's the next thing as well that's another thing i need to try and do more on and practice more but it just just, just comes down to practice really it does, man. And like the good thing about it now is you have these dual action polishers and like those yeah, make it I've got, yeah. so easy, man. And like, I wouldn't even go to a rotary now. And there's some OG guys in this industry that'll listen to this and they'll be like, rotary's the only way to cut. That's the only way to get it done quicker. And it's true, but like dual action, man, it's so fail safe to where like- No, exactly. If I was to use a rotary, I would literally mar the crap out of my car. <laughs> I remember- it was quite recently it was behind a black van uh -huh. and the sun hit it and i was like oh that's hologram city that is that's <laughs> oh that's really bad and i was like i need to overtake this van or just change lanes because i can't keep looking at this yeah and it's like you know um they actually did a test there was a test i saw where it was like i watched it years ago and it's probably still on youtube somewhere but they literally took a rotary and put a the same pad as a dual action and they put it on the paint and sat there until it would burn. Um, and then they took a dual action and do they sat there with that dual action for a, probably an hour, honestly. And it's, it didn't even wow. burn then. So it's like, you know, it still does heat up, but that dispersing to where it's like not spinning, it's now throwing as well. Dude, it makes such a big difference. The technology yeah. that we have now. It makes it easier for the person who just literally goes, who just, you know, maybe does it once, twice a year, just as like a polish on there. Well, you only really don't want to, there's only so many times you want to polish your paint. But if they're doing people's cars, the friends and family, you know, mm -hmm. then it's great because you can you can you can be confident knowing that you're not gonna need to take your car to a paint shop to get it resprayed. Yeah, you just burn through, <laughs> through all the edges of the clear coat and, and all the things like, oh, the paint on the top's fine, but all these edges are completely they've burnt out and yeah, you know, so it does give you that reassurance as where you know with the rotary you've. If you don't can't do it, then don't don't try. Almost, yeah. It's actually like this isn't polishing related, but I had a it was a Dodge D100, which is like a old is an eighty something Dodge truck, and it was a show truck. Like the paint was custom, the interior, the leather was all redone. Like this was a complete show truck. This guy took it to shows like um it was the cleanest truck i've ever seen it was an 80s model uh, right. fully redone and he was getting it coated so i had to polish it and then coat it well 
whenever I was, um, I did, I was using alcohol at the time, no longer use alcohol as like the surface prep, but I was using alcohol to like clean the oils, the polishing oils off of this truck. Yeah. And come to find out the grill was paint, like the accents of them were painted. Well, um, it was painted, but not cleared. So I'm sitting there with alcohol and I'm uh, like so single stage. Yep. And I straight up took a, on this show truck, like probably up, he probably had 50, $60,000 in this truck. And, uh, and I straight up took paint off of this, this grill. And when he comes to pick up, I'm like the whole time I'm just in my chair I'm like just shaking all day, like anxious as hell. And like, he comes to pick up and I'm like, dude, everything came out great. It's protected. Like this truck is as men as it can possibly be four years, but I did mess something up and um, I'll show you really quick. And I showed him and I pointed at the grill and he's like, oh dude, don't worry about that, man. I thought you were about to say you messed up the Chrome. He's like, that's a $10 piece. I'm like, oh dude, <laughs> that's why you have insurance yeah true yeah for sure like i would claim it if if it was that something. bad yeah yeah but, but just to hear him say like that was the cheapest part on this truck <laughs> it's like me i've got i i took out insurance because i did i'm starting to do a few people's cars a few years back now um and one of my someone i know wanted me to do one of their friends or contacts cars and it was a bentley worth 250 grand um, I don't know, it's just say $300,000, something like that. And I was like, I need insurance because if I screw that up um, and I pay, I pay like probably 10 bucks, 10, yeah, $10 a month on insurance and it covers me up to a million pounds. Yeah. What's that, like 1.3, $1.4 million. So I just think because it's so low, I'm ever doing my um, father-in-law's cars and for you know god forbid you just i don't know the pressure washer explodes or something <laughs> smashes a door panel or something and then i can just yeah. claim off my insurance mm -hmm. because that's what it's for or, or if i happen to do someone's car and they pay me they pay me to do it and again like you just have that one in a million that thing goes wrong that's what it's for yeah you never know dude like i no. i have and it's so cheap too like um even for like a business i had a it was a million dollar like uh, garage keeper. I want to say yeah. is what they they call it. Um, it was so cheap. I think for my insurance as a whole, including covering like my equipment, my shop, everything was fifty, sixty, seventy dollars, something like that a month. And um, and I'm so thankful too. I never did actually file a claim throughout my years in, in business, but well, I have that reassurance. You just think for you know sure. What? If God, you know, if for whatever reason you just you trip over your head and you literally you know you, you know what it's like you could trip you could hurt the car somehow whether you end up bent a panel because you're trying to stop yourself and basically your shoulder barge the panel knock off a wing mirror or smash the glass and all that sort of you know there's loads of things that can happen um and even like today now i'm just doing my own cars i always make sure that the cables hose rolls and everything are out the way there's no chance i'm going to fall over and just trying to keep thing keep your area tidy um, and I always do keep saying, oh, I need to get a longer reel for my pressure washer so that it's it's just like I can leave the pressure washer out the way and then you can you can go like you see some of the mobile guys that have got really long 20-foot hose reels so you can just go around the whole car and haven't got to like mess about of anything. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you just because you just want to avoid making a... Yeah. Like you don't want to scratch your own car, let alone <laughs> do someone else's, you know. I actually had, I had an employee, it was his first, first week with us and, um, he was like prepping a car and he was washing it. And he actually, I go over and honestly, probably not. It was our fault just because like, you can't sit, tell a customer, Hey, there's a chunk of paint missing and it's not my fault. Like we definitely have to cover that, you know, but like, it was probably like a chip, a clear GM is really bad for it. And they have this blue on these trucks that is, um, the clear fails on them. GM yeah. is just their paints terrible. Um, and probably what happened was that clear was already chipped for, and starting to fail. And what he did was he was pressure washing and new guys well. So maybe a bit too close and it shredded the clear and it like took a chunk off this big, probably like 
half a foot long and um you know i had to tell the customer like hey i'm gonna cover that and we did it came out to like fifteen hundred dollars to fix because he had to blend the whole door and it's like so that was the most like expensive employee ever had but you know it's like you know and those those things it's like when you have quantity and you have multiple vehicles coming in every vehicle is so different and every vehicle is going to have flaws and chips and it's like you know you take one chip this big it could turn into something that big and you know now it's like hey i just learned from it and tell the the employee saying hey that's you just saw worst case scenario in your first week now i bet you won't stand that close to the vehicle again with the pressure washer yeah that's the thing it's like just things like that you know the average person probably doesn't realize you're not supposed to go with the pressure on full pelt and go <laughs> right right place you're supposed to stand yeah a foot away Mine, mine's adjustable, so I can turn turn it down, and it tell, mm-hmm. and it, it even tells me on the pressure washer on the digital display whether it's soft, medium, or or hard. I always have it on hard, but I don't stand mm-hmm. like super close. The only time I ever get close really is if it's on the glass, there's a bit of bird poo or something. Because on the glass, the glass can take it. Yeah, that's the only part of your car that you can apply maximum pressure, maximum scrub. Yeah, and it, it doesn't really matter. Everything else you have to like, you know, kid gloves, if that makes sense. Like you're an art dealer with those white gloves on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's in, like that's really the only place you can give it full power. Like on your paintwork, you've just got to let all your chemicals, pre-washes and everything do do all the work and then or just and then just turn it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not get yeah. too not get too close. Okay, wheel arches you can get get stuck right in, but you know, like you say, you just you'd always do it a foot away and or you turn the pressure down. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's just things like that you just learn. And it's or if you're watching YouTube videos, you'll learn it and you go, ah, that makes sense. And that's like <laughs> and those you the example you've just given, that's why, because you don't know. You could just find a little chip on the corner of your wheel arch where you've hit a stone or something, you don't notice, and you go and all of a sudden the paint goes flick, 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 and you're like <laughs> you left with like this massive piece of paint missing. Yeah. And it happens like that's a that's proof yeah. that it happens it's yeah. like and you could do 150 more cars after that in it not never happen it, never get it no totally agree yeah. <laughs> that's what sucks about it like it's you know you and he, honestly for him it was it sucked for me just because i had to come out of pocket on that and i didn't i didn't file a claim because i didn't want my deductible or yeah. my monthly rate to go up but i went ahead and paid it and um the client was super cool with it like he was a this dude was loaded and he was just like yeah, dude, whatever, man, as long as you cover it, you know, and, and you can deliver that professionally, like things do happen. And when people realize you're a human being and, you know, he was cool with it. But honestly, like looking back, I was so glad it happened. Like it was such a good thing to happen to tell that employee, like later on that employee ended up going and, you know, detailing for me on his own, like, you know, handling customers on his own. And like, just knowing that he failed that bad right off the rip, you know he's not going to make that mistake again. Yeah, and then there will be other things that will be more cautious on and learn from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that is it for this episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed hanging out with Ben in this episode and uh, really just listen to his side of the industry and things that he really enjoys about detailing. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you're really enjoying the content that is coming from this podcast, if you can leave us a review, it's going to greatly help the channel grow so that we can reach more detailers like yourself. Um, and if you're not already, follow us on social media and uh, shoot me a message. And if you have a question or want to run an idea by someone, um, or if you have a topic that you would like discussed in a future episode, definitely shoot me a message. I'll, be, I'll help in any way I can or make sure that topic is discussed uh, in depth even further in an episode. So um, make sure to catch us on the next episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. And I hope you enjoyed it.